Hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. I'm going to wait a couple seconds here until everybody gets on. Hope you're having a good, what is it, Thursday? It's already Thursday. Um, so I was in prayer today, and I've been feeling just a heaviness on my heart, and I'll share why. Uh, every day, I, I talk to people, saints of God, all around the, the world that are dealing with, um, you know, a loss of jobs, a loss of their career, a loss of loved ones, um, you know, to the, to the virus and, and some of the things that are going on uh, when they get into the hospital system, that very egregious things that are taking place. And so, you know, I really started just processing this this morning and I felt the Lord spoke. I said, Lord, I really need a word to, to share with the people of God because, uh, you know, my heart, and when I say my heart's heavy, you know, I have to go into the secret place and recharge and strengthen my faith. And I know that you do that as well. Um, you know, there's thousands of people that, uh, you know, are involved in this online remnant community all around the world. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that the Lord has done in bringing us together in this season. Um, but, you know, let, let me just go back and I'm going to read from the scripture in the, in the, if you want to get your Bibles out, I'm going to read from Daniel 3. And, and I said, Lord, I, I need understanding. I just, I begged and pleaded of the Lord today. I said, Lord, I need understanding. I said, your people are suffering. Uh, there's, there's people that are losing their jobs. There's people that are in financial distress. Uh, there's some real, real challenges that are going on right now in the body. And Lord, I, I need a word. I need something to share with the people of God. And so I've been praying and just, and spending just time in his presence this morning as this heaviness, you know, started being lifted from me. And it's because I just, I care, and I know you care. And when I hear that people are losing their jobs and, you know, they're just the awful things that we're seeing. I mean, you know, from the, from the mainstream corporate media and their reporting, and I know that we're, you know, we don't listen to the, I call them the modern day prophets of Baal. We don't listen to the modern day prophets of Baal. But you know what? Some of the things they're saying are true. Like there is uh, a real uh, challenge, um, you know, with China and Taiwan that's going on right now. And the people of Taiwan are reaching out and they're saying, we're, we're fearful. You know, we're, we're hearing that Chinese warplanes are coming in our airspace and we believe they could come and invade us any day and we could lose our freedom. We could, we could all of a sudden become a part of communist China. So there's real concerns. And so, you know, we can sit here as the church and just regurgitate the headlines of the hour. We can just sit and, you know, I mean, like I do sometimes with the Remnant News, I mean, we can go through the headlines and I can give you my opinion, but we have to look at this from, from the, the macro and understand this very large scale spiritual battle that we're in right now as a people all around the world. This is global. This isn't just the United States. This isn't just to the body of Christ. This is a global situation. And, uh, you know, I, th I don't think that we've been shaken enough yet. I hate to say that, but from, from seeing the response and the reactions, I see a lot of fear. Uh, I see a lot of people regurgitating the headlines, but I don't necessarily see a lot of people speaking about the things that the Lord is, is thinking, you know, which we, we've talked about Joel chapter two, you know, we've talked about, um, second Chronicles seven fourteen. you know, if my people, it's an, if my people moment. But I want to share this word because I think it'll encourage some of you guys today. Uh, so I'm going to read from uh, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, story here in, in um, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. And it says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits. And, um, you know, I'm going to 
I love the the King James version, but I tell you, when I read uh, the old King James, sometimes it's hard for me to. I'm going to go on to the new King James here. So just uh, bear with me for a second here. Okay. So it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width was six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon and the king Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the providences gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyra, and the psaltery, in symphony with all the kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning furnace. Okay? So this is really important that we understand. I know you guys have probably all or most of you have heard the story of Nebuchadnezzar. You've heard the story of uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. But I, I want you to just see the similarities here. Because right now, mankind is being told in a, in a different way, but yet a similar way, that we, we have to bow down. So it, it's that same desire of the enemy to get the people of God to bow. And, and, and as it was in those days, many people are capitulating. Many people are caving. Many people are bowing down. Now, if you got the V, are you going to hell? No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm not, I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you if you got the V. Look, if that's between you and, and the Lord, I've always said that you have to inquire of the Holy Spirit. I'm not here to tell you, you know, what to do with your, your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I can give you advice. I think y'all pretty much clearly know how I feel about this. You know, I've been pretty vocal about it. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to say, oh, you can't come to my church if you got it or you're, you know, you need to repent. You know, that's between you and the Lord. Okay. But for those that are taking a stand right now, okay, and those that are saying, no, I'm not going to take it and you're feeling like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and your job is in jeopardy, your finances are in jeopardy, you may be a pastor, you may be a, you know, a manager, a boss, you may make a lot of money, and all of a sudden your career of 20 years is now being challenged. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of people talking about this, okay? But I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there because this is what the Lord has put on my heart to say. Now, the world is asking us to bow right now. And it's not just in taking the V, by the way. And again, I'm not judging you or condemning you if you took it. That's between you and the Lord. So please hear me on that. But what I'm saying is they want us to bow to everything, not just to the V, to everything, to the whole agenda. You're, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. If you question the narrative on any of these things, you know, if you talk about what happened in 2020, if you talk about the V, if you talk about the ingredients, if you talk about any of those things, they, they take you down. You know, the mothers, the, the mama bears that are going to these meetings and standing up for their kids not to be, you know, have to wear these things on their faces and have all this stuff that's just insane that we didn't have to deal with when we we're kids. And you just can't even imagine the psychological impact that this is all going to have, which I think is intentional. So these mama bears and papa bears go out to these meetings and they, they take a stand and now they're being told they're, they're uh, domestic terrorists. 
Just like the people that were protesting what happened in November. You know, they're, they're, they're possible terror threats now. So we're, we're all trying to consume this. And the body of Christ is, is, is sitting here and we're, we're all trying to figure this out in the midst of all these other things that are going on. And I can imagine, imagine being in the days of Nebuchadnezzar and you're in this kingdom, okay? And all of a sudden you're in Babylon, you know? And all of a sudden you're being told like, hey, you got to bow down to this image. Otherwise, you're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's it. Imagine that. So, you know, we're, it's a very similar thing. It's a very similar thing that's happening right here. And I want, you, I want us to understand this because when I was in prayer this morning, I said, Lord, I need a word. And I know I've read this and I know I've talked about it, but this is like taking this to another level. The Lord specifically told me, go to the scripture. Talk about this and look at it from a different perspective. And so that's what we're doing today. So, so they're all being told, like, look, that when you hear this, 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 this Leary or this uh, Lyra, I guess, you know, sorry, I, I kind of mispronounce some of these words sometimes with the horn, the flute, the Lyra, the psaltery, the symphony, all these things. When you hear these things, you're being told you got to bow down. And if you don't, you could lose everything, including your life. Does that not sound familiar to you? Does that not sound familiar? So, so everything is at stake. Everything is at stake. See, I think the problem here in the Western world is we have not yet seen everything, you know, where, where it's going to cost us everything. In other parts of the world, in China, they get it. In North Korea, they get it. In other places, they get it. Where, where yes, it will cost you everything to be a believer. But in the United States and Canada and Great Britain and, you know, uh, Australia and then Israel and Germany and France and most of the Western world, if I didn't mention your nation, New Zealand, we have not understood yet what it means to put everything on the line for our values, for our principles as a, as a Christian, a follower of Christ. I, 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 and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to condemn, or, but we have not yet understood what it means to put it all on the line for our biblical values and principles. We have not had to do that. I have not had to do that. You have not had to do that. We've had to make some big decisions in our life. Some of you have been through tremendous trials and tests. I know I have. And so I'm not saying that you haven't been through stuff. But what, what, what the Lord is showing me though is, is that this is an all-in moment. It's an all-in moment, meaning that it has a cost. The people that fought in the Civil War, there was a cost. Okay, the people that fought in the Revolutionary War, there was a cost. That cost was determinative. It could actually take your life here on earth. Now, does that mean that we won't rule and reign for eternity? No, to live as Christ and die is gain. But what I'm saying is that right now, we're at a moment where I think, I don't think it's computed yet. And that's why we're feeling the very soberness of our spirit. We're feeling, you know, this is like, wow, like this is, this, something's going on here. It's big. We all feel it inside. It's big. If you're, if you're inquiring of the Holy Spirit, if you're spending time in prayer, you feel the weightiness of this hour. You feel the, the, the importance of every move that's being made. And you're like, this, is, this doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound good. This looks bad. There's a weightiness. And even though we are in a moment of decision as a nation and a world, there's a weightiness as to what we're feeling right now. If we are in the Spirit, we feel the weight. So, in this moment, when they made this image and they said, you're going to have to bow down. And if you don't, you're going to the fiery furnace. Everything was at stake. Everything 
Everything was at stake. And that's where we are right now is this moment is an all-in moment. When I say it's go time, it's not just a little phrase. Like, oh, it's go time. No, it's go time. Like, it's now or never. Like, this is it. I'm sounding the alarm. Okay, I'm sounding the alarm. And, I, and, and, and again, there's hope, and I'm going to give you some great hope in just a few minutes here. But we have to understand the weightiness of this moment in history because we have not, in this generation, and pretty much everybody that's alive today, with the exception of a few people that are still alive from World War II and that era, most people in this generation have not had to experience this type of moment. And now we're there. And this is our generation's moment. And so there's a weightiness. It's very, very heavy. And that's why we're feeling, we're seeing people literally, I'm seeing people freaking out, for lack of a better word. Okay, and I've seen that as a pastor. I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I've seen that many, many times, but I have not seen to this extent, and I have not seen seasoned, seasoned believers, people that have been in the faith for years, that know the word of God, seasoned believers that are, that are in that same category, freaking out, paralyzed by fear. They don't fully understand what it is to do next. And so let's talk about this. So that's what the people were dealing with in Babylon here. Okay, in, the, in this providence, they were dealing with the fact that they had to bow down to this image. It was no ifs, ands, or buts. The government right now, the people that are losing their jobs, their, your job is at stake. This is like a, a Nebuchadnezzar moment. This is a Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego moment. And it's not just jobs. It's everything. It's schools. It's universities. Okay, this is all-encompassing. And Christian universities, you have to take a stand. ORU, Christian universities, you guys got to take a stand. You can't bow down. I know it's hard. I know that your funding and, and everything is affected because this is an all-in moment. But if we don't understand that this can only stop when we say no more, when will we say no more? If, if you are a, a, a dean of a Christian college, because I know a lot of people watch these broadcasts, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All glory to God. But we're having a conversation right now. Think about this, okay? If you're a dean of a university and, you're, and, and the weight and the pressure is being put on you to capitulate, to cave, you've got to bow down. This is a defining moment in your life because it's not about your, your job. It's about your character. Are you going to go along? Because the people in this, in this Daniel chapter 3, they were all walks of life. All walks of life. And you better believe that in that crowd, there was people that were bowing down and they were saying, Lord, even though I'm bowed down, you know I still love you. Lord, even though I'm bowed down, you know I'm, I'm not really caving. I'm not really capitulating. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because if you're going against what the Lord and the Holy Spirit has put on your heart, you are caving. See, we, 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 we understand the mercy of God. He's got so much mercy. He's got so much grace. I get it. And so now we're in this like thought process, like, well, if I, if I look at pornography another night, I'll just repent again. You know, oh, if I, if, I, if I fall into this sin again, I'll just repent again. I'll just keep going. And I get it because none of us are perfect and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And by no means am I perfect. I'll let you know that right off the bat, okay? But the thing is, we have to understand the principle here and what the Lord wants. He wants a church a body, an ecclesia that's willing to stand. What does that look like? 
What does that mean to stand? Does it just mean like sometimes stand? Does it mean while Nebuchadnezzar is saying you got to bow down that you're sitting there with your head down and you're saying, but, but God, I really am not bowing down. It just looks like that. No, no. You see what I'm saying? No, that can't be the situation. This is an all-in moment. It's go time. When we say that, I mean it. There's a cost. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down here because this is so important. Okay, please hang with me because you got to hear this whole word. This is, this is really a life changer right here. I'm telling you. Okay, Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 8. Okay, Daniel chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Therefore, at that certain time, the Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyra, the psaltery, and symphony will all, with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews, now put your name in there, certain Christians whom have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you've set up. Now, okay, let's stop for a second here. This is us right now. Oh, uh, President Biden. Oh, deep state cabal. Oh, globalists. There's, certain, there's a certain group of people called Christians. And these Christians are, are talking amongst themselves. And they're saying, um, we're not going to bow down. What are you going to do about it, New World Order globalists? Think about this. This is what's happening right now. Take their job. Go after them with the IRS. And so fear has grasped the body of Christ. Fear. What if I lose my job? What if I don't have the money to pay for my bills? What if I get the C? All these, all these fear, fear. And what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So it's very clear that fear is not of the Lord, but fear. Fear has come upon the body of Christ because there's a decree in our land. And it's to bow to Nebuchadnezzar and to the golden image. And if you don't bow, there's going to be consequences. Think about this, right? I'm going to continue here because this is very important. Very, very important we get this. In 13, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyra, and the psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music and fall down and worship the image which I have made, then good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Now, all of this that I've said, all of this that I've said comes down to this one minute right here. Okay, everything comes down to this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in, in number 16, verse 16. Answered the king. And they said, O Nebuchadnezzar, 
We have no need to answer you in this manner. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. This is so important right here. Listen to this. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Hallelujah. That scripture right there is the most important scripture right now in this, in this word of the Lord that he, I believe he's given us as the body of Christ right now. This, this right here is it. This is it. They said, look, can our God deliver us? Of course. Of course he can. Can God do something right now in the United States of America to turn this around? Yes. That's why it's an if my people moment. Of course he can. He's the God of heaven and earth. He's the creator of all things. The people of God, the righteous remnant, we're fasting, we're praying, we're calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says when you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come rain or come shine. You see, the thing is, there's a lot of people that have put strings on this whole thing. And I just want to clear this up right now. There are no strings attached to my dedication to Jesus Christ. If they come in here right now and arrest me, if they, if they hang me in the public square, it does not matter. I am sold out. I will call upon the name of the Lord, and I know where I'm going. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and I'm going to heaven to rule and reign in, in eternity with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of all things. That's what this battle is. It's a battle of light versus darkness. And we have to understand that this is an all-in moment. An all-in moment. Share this video because people need to hear this. It's not about me. This is about a word. The Lord is giving the church a word right now. Please, please, please understand this, the importance of this moment right now. These people said, yes, God can deliver us. We know he can. He's God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course he can deliver us. Of course he can do whatever he wants. Psalm 64 decree, shoot our enemy with the arrow uh, suddenly. In Acts chapter 2, he can do it. But will he? That is the question. The answer is, it doesn't matter either way. We're all praying and believing he does, but it's like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. It doesn't matter either way. We're sold out. It's not about Trump coming back. And trust me, I'd love for Trump to come back. And yes, I believe the prophets. I'm not saying any of that, but what I'm saying is, listen, if God didn't do that, if God doesn't do some of these things that some of these podcasters and and, and speakers and people are promising and saying, it doesn't matter to Todd Coconato. It does not matter because I'm sold out either way. You will see me seven years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. If the Lord tarries and does not return, I will be serving the Lord. Why? Because I've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and I know God is real. And it doesn't matter if he doesn't answer my prayers or not. Are you here? That is a big statement. Pastor Coconado, are you going to back that up? Yes, I am. Because I stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. We are just passing through in this world. Our eternity is going to be spent ruling and reigning with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. 
If that isn't enough hope, I don't know what is. We are the blood-bought church. We are anointed and appointed for an hour like this. We should be out there making disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the ways of the Word of God, equipping the people of God, telling them about the good news, getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. This has never been about us. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And so, yes, a lot of people have said a lot of things, made a lot of promises, made a lot of declarations, and hey, there's no one that wants those things to happen probably more than me. I'd love to see the second term of President Trump. I'd love to see this thing turned around. I'd love to see all this stuff, all the fraud exposed, the deep state cabal taken down. We all know what this is. This is a wicked agenda. It's a wicked, wicked agenda. We all see it. I don't need to reiterate it. You get it. You're going through it just as I am. But we need to learn something from Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They said, yes, can my God deliver me? Absolutely. Can he deliver us? Absolutely. But if he doesn't, I still will not bow. If he doesn't deliver us, I still will not bow to your golden image. Because that's who I am. That's what God is saying to us, church. He's saying, look, right now, this is a defining moment. Whom will you serve? We can't bow down and be like, oh, yeah, God, I'm, I'm bowing, but I'm really serving you. No, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. You don't bow down and then whisper into God's ear, oh, please save me, Lord, in my sin. No, that's not how it works, guys. It's not how it works. We're saying to him, as your body, as your ecclesia, as your bride, here's what we're going to do. We're going to serve you regardless. And if you choose to move, God bless you, Lord. We love you. We honor you. And if you don't move, God bless you. We love you and we honor you. And we will still serve you all the days of our life because we are operating from a position of strength and we are operating from a position of victory because that's who the ecclesia, that's who the body of Christ is. And once we understand who we are and what we're capable of doing, I believe this thing's going to be turned around. And there's some people out there saying, well, once you give enough money. No, it's not once you give enough money. I do firmly believe in giving a tithe and an offering. I do believe in that. I think that the Lord will bless you. But that's not what the Lord's waiting for. The Lord's waiting for his ecclesia, his body, his church to understand the authority and the anointing and the mantle that he's given us as the church. That we can take back this territory. We can declare and decree and call upon the name of the Lord fast and pray and contend have a let my people moment where we repent of our sin and unrighteousness. I believe God is ready. It's teed up. He wants to turn it around. But the problem with the people that are all out there, and there's many of them, and they're good people, many of them are patriots and they love the Lord. But the problem is many people are saying, all this stuff is going to happen. But my question is, but what's God asking of us? Because is he just saying, we just sit back and do nothing and he's going to move? Well, that would be pretty amazing. But if I look at the biblical situations including this one, where they were in a fiery furnace moment, and we're going to get to what happened in the end, okay? But when they were in this fiery furnace moment, they made a decision and they said, no matter what happens, we know who we serve and we know who you are, God. But hey, if you decide to help us, praise, praise be to your name. And if you don't, praise be to your name. We're going to serve you either way. That's where we need to be, church. Walking in the anointing, understanding who we are, 
declaring and decreeing, binding and loosing, getting people saved, set free, healed, delivered, calling upon the name of the Lord, repenting, turning from our sin and unrighteousness and our complacency and our apathy, all those things. But at the end of the day, it's all up to God what he wants to do. Is he going to move or not? And that's where they were at. Now, let, let's just continue here and, and finish this story because it's important. Then Nebuchadnezzar was, okay, here we go. Went, went to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and he spoke saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, service of the Most High, come out. Now this is right after he saw another one in the fire. I'm not going to read the whole chapter here. But there was another one in the fire after they, they threw him in the furnace. The furnace was so hot, it even killed the guards that were putting him in there. So then Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were thrown in there. But see, here's the breakthrough. Here's the breakthrough. Listen to this. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of what? The Most High God. Come out. Hallelujah. Come out. Listen. The Lord is calling us out. This is a moment where we must stand. If the entirety of the body of Christ gets this and stands right now, it will be a defining moment in history. Don't cave. Don't capitulate. Don't let fear take root in your heart. Stand on the promise of God. Remember who, he, who it is that we serve. The king who sits upon the throne. Even Nebuchadnezzar had to call God the most high. Even our enemies will know the God that we serve. Our God is real. He's faithful. He's powerful. He's just in all of his ways. He's living. He's outside of time. He can do anything he wants. We serve that God. We serve that God. And if you don't serve him right now, today's your opportunity. God is giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ today, the King of Kings. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the first and the last. He loves you more than you can ever understand. He died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, so that we may have not only an abundant life here on earth, but an abundant life eternally. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. See, the enemy had to acknowledge Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The enemy had to acknowledge the Most High. Even Nebuchadnezzar, who wanted them to bow, in the end had to acknowledge the Most High. Because the Most High moved. There was another one in the fire. And if you're going through the fire right now, I'm going to tell you there is another one in that fire with you. If you lost your job, if you're fighting for your job, if your finances are under stress, there's another one in the fire. Hold fast. Hold the line. Stand in the faith. Trust the promise of God on your life. He takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will he take care of you and me? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to praise him right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Worthy is your name, Lord God. You are sovereign. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You sit on the throne of glory. Yes, our sins have consequence. The wages of sin are death. But Lord, you are in charge of it all. I know some people don't like when I use the term sovereign. So let me just take that out. God is the king of kings who sits on the throne. All things, heaven and earth, are in his hands. All things, heaven and earth, are in his hands. He's in control of your life. He's going to take care of you. He's taking you this far. There's another one in the fire. Don't bow down. Stand firm. Stand fast. Trust the Lord your God with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. 
Acknowledge him. Praise him in this storm. Praise him in this challenging season. Give him the glory. He's going to turn around for his glory. If the church stands, it will be a game changer. God is asking us to stand. That's what standing means. It means it costs everything. We've got to be willing to lose it all. Put it all on the line. Think about it. You know, are you willing to, uh, to give Isaac up? You want to sacrifice your, your, your child? Are you, are, you, are you willing? I mean, you know, come on. God asks some pretty, pretty crazy things sometimes, right? I don't believe in the sacrifice of children. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying, you know, there's, there's clearly a biblical depiction of this where God asks us to put our most cherished possessions sometimes on the line. Are you willing to give that up for me? Now, he didn't ultimately do that, but he wanted to know if they were willing. When he finally gives you a blessing after all these years of working so hard for your company, your business, your job, your position, are you willing to sacrifice it for the king? Please stand, church. Please stand. This is a moment of decision. The Lord is going to pour out on this earth like we've never seen before. I believe we're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe that when we get through this and we're on the other side, we're going to look back and praise the Lord at what he's done. I believe that we're going to see a powerful move. I know it, it seems like it's the end, but it's not the end. But we've got to hold the line, and we can't give up now, and we can't lose focus, and we can't get depressed, and we can't give up because the pressure's on like probably never before, and everybody's freaking out around us, but we are going to hold the line because there's another one in the fire, and his name is Yeshua, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.